And we're live. Another episode of Athletic Insights. We're joined today by our guest, Josh Blanchard, former Mount Allison Mountie. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Zach. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Um, for those of you at home, uh, Josh is one of my best friends who played his U Sports football in uh, Sackville, New Brunswick, out in, uh, I guess, eastern Canada. And uh, he was from, you're from New, New Brunswick? Yes, I grew up in New Brunswick. In Fredericton? Originally from Alberta, but Alberta. I grew up in, uh, or Mockdale, New Brunswick, just outside of Fredericton. Okay, true. Yes, it's all coming back to me. Um, <laughs> so, so really quickly, you want to just talk to us uh, about what your youth sports experience was, uh, was like growing up? My youth sports experience? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the things we're doing here, Josh, is um, – we're sharing your story in a way that the young athletes at home listening can, can kind of like take bits and pieces from. Um, sure. So just, so just give us a little overview of um, what your youth sports experience looked like. Um, well, just to start from my recruiting process um, that probably started in grade 11 um, where I went through a couple of combines uh, and I had the opportunity to attend some football camps that a lot of the uh, athletic conference uh, university coaches were attending and facilitating. Um, so that's where I got my, my first uh, exposure, I guess. Right. Um, and through that, I met uh, uh, Kelly Jeffrey. My, my father was actually heavily involved in, in football in New Brunswick in general. Um, and just being at those camps um, with him, I got to meet a lot of these coaches. Um, and then, so that's when they first started noticing me was in grade 11 <clears throat> I didn't really have any film from grade 11 um that was something that that happened in grade 12 um when I got a little bit closer to to attending university um so that summer I ended up going to uh, a camp at St. Francis Xavier <laughs> University yeah I know something about that and uh, <laughs> yeah you went there so I'm sure you do um but I got uh, I got a little exposure there at that camp, and then I went on to my my grade twelve year uh, at Armando High School. Uh, we had a fairly good football team that year. Great quarterback, uh, another great receiver, in, in uh, Nathan Heather, who attended uh, Bishop's University. Yeah, he'll be um, on here soon enough too. Yeah, I bet he will be. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, from there, uh, my grade twelve year, we had, we had a really good season. We we lost one game in uh, in the playoffs that that knocked us out. Um, but then after that is when the recruiting process really, really took off. Uh, so I, I got my film together from that whole season, um, sent it off to, to a bunch of schools. Um, didn't really hear much. Um, I, I only really got recruited from Mount Allison and surprisingly enough, Western, um, in Ontario. So those are the the two picks yeah if western is recruiting you you're doing something right so all the other all the other all the the other schools who didn't recruit josh blanchard fire your recruiters (laughs) you're doing something wrong (laughs) yeah but i mean acadia told me no st fx told me no st mary said no they they had what they needed in in receivers fair enough Um, enough. and that's what i played so i was like i'm gonna stay close to home it's a two-hour drive away from from my family so I'll, uh, I'll attend Mount Allison. So I went to, um, a recruit, a recruiting trip there in, in January. Uh, I just went on one and I fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the, the team. The atmosphere there was, was awesome. It was, it was very, um, 
it reminded me much of, of my high school experience being a, a small town in a small school perfect um, that's something I, I really liked so um i decided to sign with mount a and uh when i got there they uh it was it was a really good situation for me because they had a lot of veteran guys um and which they had told me i would have had an opportunity to start and play really early um being unfamiliar with the university landscape i didn't know at the time that a lot of players sit their first two years mm. and then play maybe three, four, and five. Yep. Um, but they had told me that I would get uh, an opportunity to start early. So um, that was something else that dragged me to that school. And uh, they, had a, they didn't have a very good program at the time. Um, they were coming off uh, an 0-8 season. Um, so that was a little bit unattractive, but – once again, I just wanted to play football for the love of the game. So, and you certainly, you certainly played a big role in turning that ship around. When I, uh, when I was lucky enough to take my recruiting trip down to Mount A, um, one of the things that Scott, Scott Brady said about you was, um, yes, there's no I in team, but there's certainly no championships without Josh Blanchard. So, um, <laughs> Scott Brady said that. Hey, Scott Brady said that. So, shout out to uh, yes, Scott Brady, who's at McMaster now, DC. Um, yes, tough, is. tough guy to say no to, but, uh, anyways, um, let's get back to Josh. Let's get back to Josh. So what, uh, what did you study at your time, um, your time at Mount Allison? So I majored in sociology and minored in psychology. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. It was, uh, it was something I took in high school. Um, I had a really great time with it. I wasn't sure what it was going to bring in university. Um, Mount Allison being a liberal arts school, there's not a whole lot of um, options that you can take uh, going to that school with regards to um, kinesiology and like sciences like that. Right. Um, you can take general sciences degree, you can do biology, physics, chemistry, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then business obviously is there, but it's it's really a liberal arts school. So what do you want people? Um, what do you want young athletes who might be going through the recruiting process right now to know about you and you and uh, Mount Allison, sorry, um, with respect to the education. Um, it's a very, very highly regarded academic school. Um, you need to be on top of your of your academics if you want to go to school there. Um, it's the top undergraduate university in all of Canada. It's just undergraduate universities, not including graduate programs. Yeah. So don't get that twisted. Yeah, but, big difference. Um, it's a very good school, and the football program really preaches um, academics. So if that's not something that, that you're interested in, I wouldn't uh, – I'd stay away from Mount A. Well put. Well put. Yeah. Um, another great thing about Matt Allison's program is they give all their uh, athletes tutors, which is obviously super helpful, mm-hmm. especially yeah, especially with the football players. They're not always the brightest, but um, – No, but you got to ask for it too, right? Like you got to ask don't for help. Go and, yeah. And, yeah, if you don't go and, and ask and, and take that step to saying I need help, then you're not going to get it, but – um, they do have a, a tutor program that is connected to uh, the football program there, and I think all the all the athletic programs have access to it. Yeah, no, it's they do. That yeah. I take advantage of in my first year because it is a it's a huge transition going from high school to university, right? Do you want to talk so, a little bit about the transition? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the biggest part and the thing that I realized um, switching over to um, university was you're on your own. You don't have mom and dad there to, to hold your hand or to, to tell you to tell you what to do essentially uh, that's really where you become an adult so if uh, if you're not going to class and 
you're saying, well, I, I don't have to do this. I don't have to go to class. And you're going to get bad grades. And that's what, that's what, that's what happened to me. Um, <laughs> I registered my first year. I, I only dressed for, for three games. So um, football wasn't the biggest priority for me in my first semester. Um, I mean, when you come from playing and starting your whole life to, to sitting on the bench and watching other guys do what you love to do, um, other distractions can, can come into play. You get, you get the party life going on. That's a huge step in university as I'm sure, you know, from experience as well. So yeah, you got to get it out of your system and get it under control. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then I did in the first semester and I learned that once I saw my grades, I was like, man, I don't want to get kicked out of school. So I better, uh, button up and, uh, tighten things down. So that's what I did. And I got a tutor for some of my classes. I had to go to study hall, which was a mandatory thing for our football program. Um, it's a great example which, to I set. Mean, Kudos to Mount A. Great example to set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really helpful for, for student athletes because you have to go to those things. If you're just a student and you're not into school, you don't have to study if you don't want to. But at Mount A, as an athlete, you're forced to, to go two hours a day to study hall and get put some work in. So they, they force you to to be good at school perfect so josh you want to just talk a little bit about your time at mount uh mount a um just briefly and then i have a couple topics i want to go over sure how much detail do you want me to go into here i'll just talk about <laughs> like your experience my... like ups and downs highs and lows okay. any, any specific yeah. setbacks or successes yeah i mean um my first year not playing um it was a great opportunity for me to sit back and watch um we had a great receiver his name was gary ross um, he is probably one of the best players that I've ever played with and got the opportunity to, to see play. Um, he, I think he still holds most of the receiving records and return records for uh, the athletic conference. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So, um, and I mean, him being, there wasn't the, the grandfather rule. Um, and at that time, so he was a, he was an older player, but um, man, was he fast <laughs> and uh, just being able to sit back and, and learn from him and, and take his pointers um, really helped me that first year. And then when I got into my second year, um, there were still some senior guys there. All the other receivers were, were fifth year players. And uh, I just went into the, went to camp that year with the mentality that I wanted to play and I wanted to start and, and show these guys what, what I could do. And uh, I ended up beating someone out for uh, one of the final receiver positions. And I got to start that year with those guys. Would that have been your, have- your second year? That was my second year. That, yeah. That's big. So for 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 you at home, um, like Josh had said earlier, if you start in your first or second year, you're, um, you know, you're a pretty special athlete because most guys don't get to really start until their third, fourth, sometimes even fifth year. Some I've played with guys who who redshirted for five years. So um, mm-hmm. Josh was certainly getting uh, the well deserved credit early. Yeah. So that really that that second year that really weeded out. Um, the rest of the old guys, because that's after that year is when that grandfather rule kicked in. Um, so what I'm referring to here is before this grandfather rule, you could it didn't matter how old you were, you could play university football. In 2011, when that grandfather rule was kicked in, you had seven years after you graduated high school to play your five years of eligibility of university. Mm-hmm. So it it lowered the age a little bit because we were playing against like 28, 29 year old guys, right? Like well, some guys 18, would 19 years old. Some guys would beat up by men. Some guys would play their four years of university, get drafted, go play in the CFL, 
their CFL career would fall off and then they'd go back and finish their degree and play football. But at that point they're already, yeah. they're already pro athletes. So it was, it was, exactly. it was a preemptive decision yeah. to do the seven and five, which I'm a big fan of. And I think, yeah, I think all too. sports, all you sports, sports, men's and women's need to adopt that rule mm-hmm. because right now it's just men's football and it's, uh, yeah. it's a great rule. Yeah. I mean, so from there we went, we went own eight. We didn't win a game that year. We had a lot of, we had a lot of new guys in our defense. Um, and that's when our, our championship team was, was molded from was that second year. So then in my third year, everybody got weeded out and it was just us young kids, us young bucks in there. Um, our quarterback ended up leaving and we uh, brought in a guy by the name of Brandon Lay, um, who I still refer to as my quarterback to this day. Um, but he came in, we had a three and five year. It was a rebuilding year for us. We were chill, still trying to find our identity. Um, and then I'm um, in my fourth year. Um, I had gotten hurt in training camp, and I missed the first four weeks of that that season. Um, and we started 0 and 4. We didn't win a game, and I I thought our season was over. Um, I got the opportunity to come back, um, and I played the rest of the season. We ended up 4 and 4, which put us in a playoff spot, and we won that game, and then went on to win. Lonely Bowl that year. And what else happened that year, Josh? I was lucky enough to receive the MVP of that game. How many of those do you have? I have two. Back to back, baby. Back to back, because we went to the next year, went eight and zero, and then I was lucky enough to receive that gift again, or that reward again. But um, we lost to McMaster and Laval in the the semifinals of the national uh, games, but. Those two teams both won the Vanier Cup that year, so I'm not uh, not harping too hard on our team. Um, but from my overall experience there, it was awesome, man. Um, I have a lot of lifelong friends that I met there. Um, the the class experience was was very family oriented, very very small school, like I said, very very small classes. So you get to know your your classmates, you get to know your teachers, um, and yeah, man, like the the whole vibe there was just was just family. Everybody everybody loved each other. Everybody had each other's backs. Um, yeah, and we all worked hard for for that goal that of winning that Lonely Bowl. So, well, one of the it things was, it was awesome, man. I wouldn't regret it for for the world. Yeah, well, one of the things <laughs> I wanted to ask you about was um, the culture at Mount Allison during your tenure there was so strong. Um, mm-hmm. I remember you guys were dubbed as like hard work you, like you guys like Scott Brady just wanted to be the hardest working team in the country, and then. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. I don't necessarily know if Scott Brady was like, we're going to win the Vania this year, but he definitely knew that you guys were going to be one of the hardest working teams in the country. That seemed yeah. to be what helped kind of create that culture of success for you guys. So do you want to just touch, touch base on that for me? Yeah, well, we had a great coaching staff. Scott Brady um, coming in as our defensive coordinator for my last couple of years um, really molded that defense into play. Um, and yeah, like you said, it, w- it was a hard work you, man. They, they put in the work and they, they probably worked harder than our offense did. We did the same thing that every other school did with regards to workload. I mean, we had 6am workouts in the off season, practice, film, we had all that stuff. Right. But the goal was to look at each week individually and not pay attention to what was lying ahead in, in the future weeks. We may have a big game against, um, Laval or playing a big team in Quebec, right? But we wouldn't pay attention to that until we got there. We look at each week individually and focus on that goal. And then once that week was over, watch film on Sunday after our game on Saturday and 
the, the one thing I'll never forget that that's uh, our head coach Kelly Jeffrey said was we played a game we're gonna we're gonna whine about it or cheer about it for one day and then forget about it we're on to the next week so just the mentality um, of that that culture there at that school was was probably the edge that we had mm-hmm. on everybody else mm-hmm. we gave a word for every single week the coach would come in on Sunday and he'd be like all right the word this week is dedication right what are you going to do to dedicate yourself to ensure that you're in the best possible position to be victorious in in this week's game and that was our our word of the week and we preach it all week i've probably never had a better coach than kelly jeffrey um he's comes from the states um big football background he's coached at um some ncaa schools las vegas northwestern and then he came up to mount a and then he was fortunate enough to go on to the Toronto Argonauts and uh, and coach them. So, um, really bright football mind, wants to win, and loves his guys. So, just having that combination of, of the offensive mind of Kelly Jeffrey and uh, defensive mind of Scott Brady, we really had a had a good thing going for us there. Yeah, and then the right group of guys for sure blended together for sure. And then I just want to go back quickly. One of the things you, you mentioned was um, the short memory having a short memory, mm-hmm. just focusing on the, the, the task at hand. And then if you win or you lose, on to the next week. And I think that's a, a really good piece of advice for the young athletes listening to this because I find for myself and a lot of the other guys I've talked to this about is um, until you can master that short memory concept, you're going to struggle mentally as an athlete because you're going to be mm-hmm. thinking about the mistakes you made instead of how can you affect the game next. Like, what's the next thing yeah. you can do? And vice versa. If you make a big play, a lot of kids will make a big play early in the game. And they'll be like, ah, this is what I came to do. I'm done. I can kind of just, you know, maybe let, maybe let him make a play now or, or I can take this play off. That's not the case. You got to keep making plays until the game is over. So it, go, mm-hmm. it goes both ways. And I just wanted to touch on that. That was a great point. Um, yeah, it does. It's important. For sure. It's a mental game, man. Football's it's a chess game. Yes, I definitely you can't be thinking about the mistakes you made 10 minutes ago, right? Yeah. Next play, right? Fo- That's the fo- mentality. Next play. Yeah. Football is definitely a, the, a game of the mind. Um, very well put. Um, now, big question for you here. I wanted to ask you, um, what's your why in terms of uh, when you're in, a, I guess, it, you know, it changes through life, but past tense when you're um, a high school athlete who started to take this seriously and see the recruiting process, mm-hmm. um, bring things to fruition so like what was your motivation growing up and did it change once you got to Mount Allison um I wouldn't say it changed when I got to Mount Allison it definitely changed when I was there um but beforehand my why was was really just the love of the game um I played pretty much every sport growing up from soccer to volleyball hockey uh, football basketball badminton everything right um and when i got to high school i narrowed those two down to to hockey and football because those are my two my strongest sports i just love them so much um i could play hockey all winter and then worry about football in the summertime and that would fall in right to fall um so i would say my why was was just the love of the sport i i loved when football season was, was around the corner and i loved when hockey season was around the corner and then when I got to Mount Allison, um, you really realize how different of a of a sport university football is than than high school. 
it's like, if you can imagine this, it's the best player on your high school team and the best players on the other team that you're playing all molded into one team. And that's the team that you're playing against. And those are the guys that are on your team too. There's, they're the best of the best. Right. So you really have to, to dedicate yourself to that, that craft and ensure that you want to do what you're doing. Right. So um, I think the love of the game was my why at the start. And then I had the unfortunate task of dealing with the passing of my mother later on in my career at Mount A. And then that was, that was my why. Um, she never really got to see me play university football. So staying in, in school is something that she wanted me to do. Um, I could have dropped out and, and stayed home and helped take care of her, but she wanted me to go play football and continue my studies at Mount Allison. So um, her was, was my why going through university and I mean winning those two championships and those two MVPs she didn't get to see that in person but um those are definitely for her so she was she was definitely my wide near the end for sure and she and she definitely knows man she's proud of you um thank you for sharing that with us that's uh appreciated and um you know, one of the things you're not the first person on this podcast who's who's talked about um, the loss of a family member and, and how sport kind of um, repurposed itself at that point. Um, Devin Bailey was on before, and uh, he said very similar thing. He lost his grandmother actually in the middle of uh, middle of a football game, and you know he had those brothers around him to to help pull him through the the tough times. So um, I know that the guys the guys that you played with at the time before I met you, they definitely helped you through that situation. I'm sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cause you play for each other, right? You play for them. They play for you. Um, for sure. What, uh, what was one of your, your best moments at Mount Allison? Cause there must've been so many. My best moments at Mount Allison. Oh man. Yeah, there was a lot. Absolutely. Well, am I in any of them? Um, are you in at Mount Allison? We went on, didn't we know went on a recruiting to trip together. Yeah, that's not the best moment, man. Oh, I was damn. already done school there. <laughs> All right, I thought this was brilliant. That was for you, man. I was trying to help you go <laughs> yeah. to that school, but you ended up choosing bishops, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, probably one of my, my favorite memories was probably winning our, our first first AUS championship against St. Mary's at St. Mary's. Um, it, was, it was a crazy season for – for us, like I said before, we started 0-4, not thinking we were going to even make a playoff game that year, mm-hmm. um, to going all the way to the championship against a team that we had already beaten in the regular season. That was one of our our four wins. Um, we did lose to them early on, but um, we beat them at home, or at their home, actually, at one of our night games. Um, and then we beat St. FX, beat Acadia twice, and then um, went back to St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts was looking up at the stands and, and we had more fans there than they did. <laughs> so it kind of felt like a home game for us. Right. Um, and it was just a battle, man. Like we came back from, I think it was 17, 10 at the, at the fourth quarter. Right. Um, and then we came back and I scored a touchdown and then um, we got an interception and kicked a field goal for, for the win. And, just the outpouring of support from our fans there and just knowing what it meant to that school, not winning since 1997 um, and then winning in, in 2013. It was, it was amazing, man. Um, 
I still have memories of that poor back that are as vivid as looking at something right in front of your face. You want, you want to share one of them um, with us? One of my memories? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think <laughs> just being called up to, to the stage to accept my, my MVP award, um, I, that was nothing that I would have expected that I would ever win. The first one, right? Yeah, the first one. First one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was crazy. I, I caught a punt return um, and brought it back 40 yards and then caught a touchdown on the next play, which was ended up being the game-winning touchdown. But um, everybody else did, did so many things that game that could have been well-deserving of, of a, an MVP award. So yeah. um, just standing up on that stage and looking at my sister and my aunt who were at the game, and they were just in tears because they were so happy for – for me individually and then for, for our team to, to come out there and win that game. Um, it was awesome, man. It was all, it was all smiles. For sure. And that's what sports is about. Um, big, big thing this podcast is supposed to do is um, let guys like you, you know, share your stories, share your experiences and, and grow sport. Um, both of us know the benefit that, you know, university football or even high school or youth football can like have on, the things you do in your life and how you perceive them and overcoming adversities and, and just like the good character it builds. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, absolutely. Really well-deserved uh, Loney Bowl MVP must've been a really cool moment for you. You want to touch base quickly on what your East West experience was like? Yeah. So um, the East West is obviously an all-star game for the uh, university sports. Um I had gotten a call the day before my birthday that I was going to get to, to be representing our school at that event. Um, and it was cool, man. It was hosted at, uh, at Western university, um, for the year that I attended. Um, my parent, well, my dad and my sister came down and supported and watched that game. Um, and then, like I said earlier, it's the best player on, uh, on your team. And the best players on, on the other teams coming together and forming an East versus West. Um, and just going there and, and really experiencing what it is to to transition to, to the pro level, right? You go in and, and you're doing combines. You're doing all those events um, that they do at the NFL combine. And you have all these scouts watching you. And everybody's looking at, at how good you are compared to, to everybody else. And then just playing that game. And seeing how good the talent was across Canada was was pretty amazing. So um, anybody who does get the opportunity to represent your school in that game, uh, it's a pretty special, pretty special one. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I've said on this podcast before that I'm someone who doesn't have any regrets in sports, and to an extent, I I feel that way still. But the only thing I wish I would have done was um, played my last year out there, so I could have gone east west the summer before. But mm-hmm. uh, wasn't for me. Chose uh, chose to focus on my business and uh, doing research at university, which I think worked out. And I got to live the best of both worlds. So, again, I'm going to set the example for the young kids and not look at it as a regret. But uh, what uh, what do you want people to understand about elite sports and, and specifically youth sport football in terms of uh, what it takes to get there and, and what it takes in terms of time management to stay there? Yeah. Um, like I said before, I mean, you got to want it. That's probably the the biggest um, detriment or determinant to joining a youth sport program, whether in any sport, whether if it's basketball, hockey, soccer, football, um, you got to want to be there and you got to put the time in. 
Um, and that's just not going to practice and going through the motions and and playing your games and going through the motions. Like, you may be the best player on your team. You may be the best player in your league. Um, but it's what you do when people aren't looking at you that's really going to separate you from from your peers in your competition. It's very, very important to, to work out. Um, I, I started working out in grade 11 on uh, 12, and uh, I had very fortunate opportunity to meet um, a strength coach who I worked with through my whole university career um, out on the East Coast. His name is Chris Schneer. Um, owns his own, own facility in, uh, in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Um, and I got the opportunity to start with him um, when he was starting his own business, kind of like you're doing right now, Zach. Um, and he had started on the Army base working with um, the, the military there. And uh, he just started kind of like a side hustle um, with some, some kids. And he saw me in the gym one day and asked me to come out. And I brought a couple of friends with me who I played football with and um, joined him at his gym. And I continued with him. Um, all the way through my university career. And I mean, he helped me so much. So if you can, I would say if you could find someone to help you um, learn how to how to lift weights and how to train properly and how to eat properly, um, that's a very big help because it's very, very hard to do it on your own. Uh, I tried to do it on my own early on in my high school career and I ended up pulling a back muscle that, uh, that put me out of my hockey career there for, for a month. So... Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing right in the gym. So getting someone who, who understands the fundamentals and, and the right form um, of lifting weights and, and training properly um, is, is a huge help. And then just kind of doing research and stuff on your own, um, whether it be reading about or watching videos of your favorite player and how they conduct themselves on the football field or in the practice, right? Um, just doing anything that you can to, to better yourself or your craft outside of your practice and your game field, um, I would say is, is one of the most important attributes to, to being a successful athlete. For sure. I think it's just about creating sustainable habits that are going to consistently allow you to get better all the time. Because um, one of the things about youth sports and just athletics in general is you're on a timestamp. You know, we get, if you're really lucky, I stopped playing when I was like 24, very similar for yourself, I think. Um, so even if you get those extra four years of university for the most of us, for 99.9% of people in the world, you're not playing pro sports. So at the very most empty the tank while you can for those high school athletes who are on the fence about fully being committed. If this is something you want to do, make the decision right now. Yes or no. I'm going to put all the bull crap aside and focus on my school, my training, my nutrition, my sleep, that's going to be the path that's going to get you where you want to get to. You can't be making, uh, constantly making compromises and, and, and not making the necessary sacrifices if you want to be an elite athlete. Um, yeah, and one thing I want to add to that there too is um, a lot of parents seem to think that you need to play one sport to, play, to be good at it and be, per, be perfectionist at it. Um, for me, man, and, and for a lot of people and a lot of athletes will say this as well, play as many sports as you can, man. Yep. Like, have fun with it while you're growing up. Yep. Enjoy it. And, I mean, you're, if you're going to be good at a sport, you're going to be good at it. Um, but, man, play as many sports as you can. Yep. It's the, so much fun. I never specialized until university. 
hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And even then, I don't. I don't even want to say I specialized because I was still playing pickup basketball every week with the guys. The strength, mm. the strength room becomes your second sport. Like the, you know, just be a be a diverse athlete. Don't be a one trick pony. Hundred yeah, percent. Exactly. You can still do that kind of stuff in in your spare time, right? Like like you said, I still played intramural basketball. I still played uh, intramural soccer sometimes, right? I played intramural hockey, like being diversified in your athletics is is really important because one you're you are playing a different sport but you're still training your your fast twitch muscles and and your brain to athletic movements right so it's still going to help you in in your professional or craft that you're uh, focused on so yep the more the more sports yeah play sports that's a nice way to say it i'll say it another way the more neuromuscular skills you have the higher your athletic ceiling will be um so josh a scientific background on it eh? minor minor <laughs> science yes a little bit of science for those nerds at home but uh so josh um obviously i want to thank you for your time this is a great podcast um what's your take-home message for the young athletes who are trying to um do some of the things that you've accomplished in athletics um i'd say stay focused stay hungry um and the most important piece is to have fun man if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then then why are you doing it, right? So um, have a goal in mind, set it, and uh, go attack it with, with all you got. For sure. Uh, thank you, Josh. We're definitely going to have to do another one of these in the future. Um, and that was, another pleasure, ep- man. that was another episode of Athletic Insights. Josh, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Zach. And we're out.